For over 27 years, LearnIt has helped more than 2 million individuals develop new skills and empowered them with confidence to thrive in an ever-changing workforce. We welcome you to the LearnIt podcast, where we come together as employees, managers, executives, and learning champions from across the globe to take time to focus on our professional development. Together, we will tackle today's toughest challenges and dive into the topics that are key to success in today's workplace. Stay tuned to listen and learn from LearnIt expert instructors and the LearnIt community in order to upskill, reskill, and achieve overall success in your career. To learn more about LearnIt and our diverse offerings of soft skill, business application, and health and wellness workshops, please visit www.learnit.com. Welcome to Time Management Strategies uh, to Plan Your Day. What do you all want to learn? Well, I think I know the answer to that if you participated in the poll, because in the poll we had on the offsite page, uh, 66% said you want to learn how to prioritize time using specific tool strategies and best practices. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's great. Uh, and 22% said you wanted to improve your regulation of time. And somebody said something else. Well, that was me. So I'm here to help you with all of that in our next uh, hour. Uh, first, the two simple truths. Number one, uh, one size does not fit all. What do I mean by that? Some of what I recommend today may not fit your specific situation or circumstances. You may have to adjust a little bit, adjust a lot, or do something completely different. Right. So, you know, I say do X, you go, well, my situation is different. Of course it is. So adjust accordingly. Second truth, there's a thing called the law of repetition. And it says if you keep repeating the same actions, you're probably going to get the same results. So in order for you to have a better experience with managing time and planning your day, you must commit to doing something different in your life to changing something in your life that allows you to have a better experience. All right, here's one bonus truth. How many of you want to change a habit? You want to create some new, better reality or circumstance for yourself? Just put a yes in the chat box if that's true for you. You want to create a better reality for yourself, a better outcome, better results. Of course, that's why you're here. That's why you've joined Offsite. Well, here are the three things that are absolutely essential to changing any habit in your life. Number one, you have to change your mindset. You have to change your thinking, how you view things, your perspective, uh, your thoughts around things. You have to change your mindset. Second thing, you got to get some new tools. <laughs> you got to, because maybe how many of you figured out the old tools just aren't working anymore, right? It's a whole new world, and the old tools ugh, you got to upgrade. Some of you have to learn new tools. Some of you have to upgrade the old tools. Here's the third one. You got to change your habits got to change your habits, right? You got to put some new habits in place. I, I'm going to help you with the first two today, <laughs> changing your thinking and giving you some new tools. The last one, that is up to you. You have to apply what you learn and do it consistently so that you get better results. All right. Here's something I'd like you to consider in terms of time management and planning your day. And it may seem like a radical thought to some of you. Uh, don't plan. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, don't plan. At least don't plan 
everything, every single waking moment of your life. Do not plan every single moment of your life. Leave some space in your week to sleep in or rest or recharge or do something fun or nurturing for yourself or spend time with your family or, or learn something or, or just chill. Who needs a vacation? Anybody? Right, Wendy? <laughs> Me and Wendy are the only ones that need a vacation, right? Everybody, right? Me, thank you, Meryl. Yeah, so, you know, if you got to have, you got to make some space in your world, right, for those kinds of things. And yes, some of that requires planning. But what I'm saying is don't plan every single moment of your week, every single moment of your day with meetings and phone calls and work and activity, because if you do that, you'll wake up and wonder where your life went. Leave some space in your day for planning or breaks or just to give yourself a buffer between meetings. Who runs from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting and you have no time in between? It is overwhelming, right, Minerva? So you, you got to build in some buffer time between activities just to either consider what you did in the last meeting or to let your mind prepare for the next meeting. You got to create some buffer space, folks. I like big buffers and I cannot lie. <laughs> That's insane. All right, we're gonna do a little assessment right now. Also, unpredictability makes you more worried than, uh, yeah, but you know what? Life is unpredictable. If you know what's gonna happen next, you should start buying lottery tickets <laughs> if, you've got, if you've got the future dialed in. Uh, what about eating meals between? Yeah, eat meals. We're human beings. We need the we need the food. We need the sustenance, right? But we got to make time for that. The self-care can't be an afterthought, right? So make sure you leave some space in your day for taking care of you. All right, jot this down somewhere. On a scale of 0 to 10, 0 meaning Ugh, terrible, oh, all the way up to 10 meaning woohoo, couldn't be better. How happy are you with your time management right now? Jot it down somewhere, and if you're inclined, please drop it in the chat box. What is your current scale? 2.5. Thank you. Thank you, Taha. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. And make sure you write it down somewhere because I'm going to ask you to do something with this. If you plan everything and a meeting goes longer than you plan for, then you get overwhelmed with your calendar. I mean, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, sometimes you just have to walk out of the meeting. Not all meetings require your uh, uh, involvement and not all meetings require that you sit there until the very end, especially if either A, you're not contributing anything to them or B, um, they're not contributing anything to you. But my boss called the meeting. Yeah, I know. So have a conversation with your boss about your priorities and what's the priority to work on the number one most important thing on your to-do list or to sit time or to spend time sitting in that meeting going over information that you could easily get through an email. Your mileage may vary. All right, you jotted down where you are right now. Are you happy with that number? Do you want to stay at that number? You're at a five, a five and a half, a four, a six, a three, two point. No, okay, this is why you're here. So next thing, write down how happy you want to be with your time management. You're at a six, where do you want to be? Realistically. You're at a two and a half, where do you want to be? Realistically. Let's say by the end of the year, where do you want to be? 
right? Right, 9.5, sevens, eights, nines. I'm seeing higher numbers, eight and a half. Target is eight, sevens, nines. I'm seeing higher numbers. This is great, six and a half. Gary probably started, I think, uh, lower than six and a half. Don't go backwards, folks. I'm at an eight, but I think I really need to tell that down to a four. <laughs> Tiffany's at an eight. Okay, great. Now, you know where you are. You know where you want to be. Some higher number. What's one thing you could change to get a little closer to that higher level of time management satisfaction? I'm going to drop a link in the chat box. And if you're able to click on this link in the Zoom chat box, it will take you over to one of my favorite websites, Mentimeter, where you can anonymously give your answer about one thing that you would like to change to get you closer to your target goal of higher satisfaction with time management. So click that link in the chat box. If you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> Keep your eyes on, on the road. Click that link in the chat box and just what's one thing that you could change to get yourself closer to that higher level? Somebody said work smarter and, and faster. Somebody said more delegation. Yes, that's the answer for others too. Manage email better. Yes, focus more. Yes, organize, be more organized. I see a theme. Managing competing priorities and saying no. Part of managing priorities is getting clear with your manager, your team, uh, whoever else is important in your world about what the priorities are. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Improving Excel use and knowledge. Uh, we can help you with that. Sign up for a class. Learning to say no and to what does not have to be done at the moment. Yeah, is it urgent? Is it important? Is it urgent and important? Or is it important but not urgent, right? Write daily goals. Absolutely. Just take a minute at the beginning of every day, 10, 15 minutes, whatever works for you, and ask yourself what I want to get done today. What impact do I want to have today? What would make me happy to check off my list, personal or professional, by the end of the day? Uh, estimate how long tasks will take, put yourself first, set expectations with your team. That's an important conversation. Setting aside focus time and not feeling guilty about it. Yeah, you got to do that. Otherwise, if you're not setting aside time to focus on things, what are you doing? Just running around, just woo, this way. Oh, fire, squirrel, right? <laughs> running everywhere. And don't take anything I say as a criticism or judgment. I've been there. I've done this. I'm still there some days. <laughs> this is why I teach this, so I can remind myself of what to do, right? Delegation, that's, a, that's an important thing. Okay, super. Thank you all for participating in that. I'm going to drag that back over here. All right. So whatever, whatever you just said you need to do to improve your, your time management and, and planning satisfaction score, whatever you said, to do, be more organized, delegate, etc. Do that. Do that. Put it on your calendar, set aside time to plan, have a conversation with people about what you want to delegate to them, uh, have a conversation with your manager or your team about uh, the priorities and what they are, make sure the communication is clear, whatever you, so you already know what you need to do. You just wrote it down. Do that. Set aside time, plan it, make sure Monday or even today you take action on whatever you just said. And that's the moment your life starts to be different. Is that helpful? So you already had your answers. But wait, there's more. It's hard if you are unemployed. Yeah, Gary, thank you for putting that question in the um, 
in the offsite. And I answer that if you're not working right now, it can be challenging to focus your time. So I have worked before in nonprofit organizations helping uh, unemployed and uh, underemployed adults learn new skills and find better jobs. And what I told those adults is the same thing I will tell any of you that for whom this uh, applies. If you're not working right now, make finding a job your full-time job. Treat finding a job like your full-time job. Get up every morning, have a plan. Some part of your day, spend that looking for jobs. Another part of your day, uh, reviewing and revising uh, your resume and applying for jobs. Another part of your day, going through your LinkedIn. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, set one up. It's free. And work on networking with people, right? Building connections. Because sometimes you get a job because of know-how, but often you get a job because of know-who. So work those networks. Uh, so And part of that day, developing a new skill. If there's some skill that, oh, they say they need data analytics skills or project management skills, we have no shortage of access to information, folks. There's no shortage of information in the world. Take a class, read a book, uh, listen to a podcast, improve your skill set. Treat your day as a full-time, treat finding a job as a full-time job, all right? All right, so here's some other specific tips and strategies to help you do that, the thing that you said you know will help you improve. Number one, changing your mindset. There is no such thing as time management. What? <laughs> there isn't. There's no such thing as time management. <laughs> you can't manage time. Time is fixed. It's a, it's a construct. We made it up. Time doesn't exist in nature. You're absolutely right, Susan. It is self-managed. Self-management. So, you know, tick, tock, tick, tock. The seconds, the minutes, the hours are going to tick by. The days, the weeks, the months will tick by. What you do is you manage yourself, as Susan said, within the space of that thing called time. So, excuse me, if we can't, if time can't be managed, what can be managed? Well, here's some things that can be managed. See if any of these will help you get closer to that higher level of satisfaction that you want. Number one, making time every day to plan what you want to do that day. And not just your regular to-do list, but start with something loftier, something more motivational, like what would really make me happy at the end of the day to say that I either finished that or I made progress on that. Take a moment, do it right now. What would really make you happy at the end of today if you made progress on that or started it or finished it? And it, it may not always be a work thing. It might be, you know, if I just organize that junk drawer in the kitchen, boy, that would really make me happy. <laughs> if I knocked off, you know, 25 emails from my inbox, I would be ecstatic. Uh, if I took a walk today, woohoo, that would really do it for me. So write down something that would really make you happy if you either started it, made some progress, or finished it today. And if you feel like sharing, drop it in the chat box so others can be motivated by, by your ideas. What would make you feel happy to get done? Now, whatever that is, is going to require some planning, right? It's going to require some prioritization. So I got, if I say I want to walk today, okay, i got to make some time in my calendar to walk. Schedule that, right? Or at least set a time for doing that. If I fulfill one item on my son's summer bucket list, love that, Lucy. 
so so start with the lowest hanging fruit. Just pick one thing. Have some success with that. Woohoo! Pat yourself on the back. And then if you got energy, great. Do another bucket list thing. Gary, network with people. Super. Hey, you know, you know where's a great place, Gary, to meet a lot of folks from around the world? Offsite. <laughs> You're on here. You show up to these things. Network with some folks in here. Right? Start to reorganize my office. Love that. Number two, scheduling tasks. If you want to get it done, how many of you know for yourself if you put it on your calendar, it's more likely to get done? If that's true for you, then drop it on your calendar. Schedule whatever is important for you to get done. Uh, three, communication. You can manage that. When you communicate, and, mo and sometimes more importantly, when you don't communicate. Who's constantly interrupted through the days with uh, Teams IMs or phone calls or emails or, or whatever, right? For sure, right? So here's the thing. This doesn't fix all of it, but could address some of it. On your calendar, block off a certain amount of time each day and set that as a no communication zone. It could be 30 minutes, could be 90 minutes, could be an hour, whatever works for you. But just block off a certain amount of time in your calendar every day where you don't talk to people. <laughs> I'm not taking your phone call. I'm not going to a meeting. I'm not doing email. Uh, IMs, mark yourself as, as busy on Teams or whatever your you know internal communications tool is. Just not be available for that time, not the whole day. <laughs> Why is David blocked off as busy all week? No, no, not that, right? Focus time, that's what Tiffany's talking about. Use focus time every day, two-hour slot. Does that work for you, Tiffany? So far, yes, right? Thank you, Minerva, I'm glad. So, so you gotta do that. You still have lots of other time in the day for meetings and phone calls and instant messages and whatever. Yes, if there's an emergency, you answer, right? But if it's not an emergency, Take that time for yourself. Uh, to-do lists. Sometimes I don't make a to-do list, but when I have a lot of things going on, you know what I make? A to-do list <laughs> because I need to keep it all organized and I'm not going to remember everything. I know that about me. Uh, although I have a pretty good memory most of the time. Uh, focus. You can manage your focus, what you pay attention to, right? To manage your focus means you have to minimize or eliminate the other distractions. And sometimes we are our biggest distraction. So if you're one of these people who can be very detailed and focused and just put your head down and work, good for you. If you're one of the people like me and probably a few of the others in here, you know, that like, I'll start a thing and then it's like, okay, squirrel, <laughs> and I'll do something else. Okay, fine, honor that. So give yourself a certain time limit for focusing and then give yourself a certain time for doing something else and then come back, right? One size does not fit all. Uh, estimating time. I have a pretty good relationship with time. I think I, I understand how long it's gonna take me to do things. Uh, so here are two tips for estimating time. Number one, nothing takes 10 minutes. If you schedule 10 minutes on your calendar for a quick phone call or meeting, never takes 10 minutes. <laughs> schedule things in half an hour increments. Schedule things in 30-minute increments. If it only takes 10 minutes, you got 20 minutes of a buffer for yourself. So schedule things in 30-minute increments. Uh, also, schedule the pre-time. Schedule the pre-work you have to do. So if I know I have to go to a meeting at 9 o'clock, 
and there's something I need to read and, or prepare for that meeting, I have to estimate how much time it's going to take me to read or prepare that. That might be an hour. That might be two hours. So that meeting at 9 o'clock actually starts at 7. <laughs> or it starts the day before, right, or two days before, so that I can read or prepare what I need so I show up to the meeting, right? So that's not just an hour meeting. That's really a two- or three-hour meeting if I'm preparing something or... Um, or presenting something. Uh, responding to interruptions. As I said, block off some time on your calendar that is focus time, and you have to be disciplined about this. Oh, that's my friend who's asking me to do something. Yeah, call him back after the focus time is up. If you work at home, uh, that can be challenging, especially if you have dogs or cats or, or little ones, kids, or, or other people living in your house with you. To the extent that you can, try to put up some boundaries. If you have a separate room you can go to to work, do that and close the door. Um, if your kids are old enough to have agreements with about don't bother mommy or daddy while I'm working, um, you know, food is on the counter, <laughs> you know, beverages are in the fridge, etc., um, then set those up. If it's you and they're little, little ones and it's only you, that's just hard. And I'm sorry, but it is, and I, I get it. It's just hard. Uh, see what kind of assistance you can get in terms of, of child care uh, with somebody who's trusted, vaccinated, boosted, etc. Um, but yeah, that, that's one that you'll have to have to try to manage on your own. There is no uh, you know outlook tool for, you know, click, <laughs> put the kids to bed, right? Uh, you can manage what you say yes to. How many of you are chronic? I don't mean this as a judgment, but you know who you are. Who's a chronic people pleaser? You have a really hard time saying no. Hey, can you do this? Sure. Hey, are you able to? Yeah. Hey, can you come to? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, you got to start saying no to some folks. And it doesn't mean that they'll hate you or they'll, you know, they'll, you know, fire you or whatever. You only have a certain amount of time and energy in the day in which to do things. And if you say yes to everything, at some point, your plate becomes so full, it becomes overwhelming and unmanageable. And then that's the point where you start to let people down because you don't have the capacity, right? Right? Yeah, I hear you, Minerva, me too. Uh, how we say no without gaining a reputation for being that person who always says no. So here's a little script for you. Somebody comes to you and says, hey, hey, Carly, can you do this? And uh, and you know you can't. You know you can't. You've got other priorities, more important. Your plate is full. Uh, rather than just say no, here's something you can say. You can say, hey, I would love to help you with that. Thank you for asking. My plate is full right now. Is there anyone else you can ask? Hey, thanks for asking. I appreciate it. My plate is full right now. Is there anyone else you can ask? And if they just say, oh, do we really need you on this? Okay. Well, if there is something you can do, tell them what you can do, right? Maybe you can't go to the whole meeting, but maybe you can provide a report or some information for to them for the meeting. So what's one little thing you could do that would be helpful without overcommitting yourself? So there's a couple of ways to respond our response to other people's urgency, oh man, I just because other people did not plan well does not mean you have to jump into the fire with them, right? Uh, now, you know, you're, you're part of a team, you're part of an organization, you know, you're a good person, you try to help. But if, 
if somebody's constantly on fire, <laughs> they run to you, I'm on fire, it's urgent, it's urgent to put this out. You may want to have a conversation with them at some point about why they're constantly on fire and help them with some planning or strategizing or time management techniques, right? Because otherwise, that's that's a dysfunctional habit between you two, a dynamic that is not sustainable. It's hard because I feel obligated as a manager as, yeah, Shauna, I hear that, because people come to you and they, hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? Uh, one question, one couple of suggestions. One, if there is a training document or video or someplace where they could get that information, oh, here's the resource for how to do that. Boom, send them to the resource. Or say, oh, well, okay, I can tell you, but let me ask you, if I weren't here, what would you do? How would you figure this out if I weren't here? If no one else was here to ask, how would you figure it out? Well, I would probably look over here. That sounds like a great idea. Now go look over there and see if you can figure it out. If something's on fire, yes, you go help them. But if, if it's not that critical, use it as a learning moment. Because here's the downside. If they come to you all the time and ask you questions, what are you teaching them? Do you like that, Sean? Right? What are you teaching them if they always come to you for answers? Nothing. <laughs> no, you're teaching them to be dependent on you. That's what you're teaching them. Yes, Lucy, dependency. You want to be supportive, but you don't want to be that person that they depend on for everything. What's that old thing? You, you, you give them a fish or you teach them how to fish? You want your people to become self-sufficient. <laughs> oh, that was punitive damage. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Wendy. How we deal with email. Okay, here's a radical idea. Ready? You might want to hold on to something. Turn off your email notifications. <laughs> what? Yeah, I said it. Turn off your email notifications. That doesn't mean you don't check your email. You check your email three times a day. There's research on this. You can look it up. They have discovered that the sweet spot for checking email for maximum maximum efficiency, three times a day. Right? Three times a day. Uh, organizing. Figure out what part of your life is really messy that could use some organization. Start there. Planner's a good tool, too, uh, if you're in the Microsoft ecosystem. Right? So those are 12 things you can manage. Which one of those would you, which one of those resonates with you as, oh, you know, I really need to start doing that one. Take a look at that list. Here's all 12 of them. Which one of those would you say, yeah, <laughs> I really need to do number one. I need to make time every day. Wendy says all. Okay, Wendy, <laughs> make it easy on yourself. Just pick one. Start with one. Tiffany says 11 and 12, dealing with email and organizing. Great. So set a goal to do something in that area today around your email and organizing. Uh, uh, jo Joanne says one in 12 planning and setting priorities and organizing. That's great. Five for Rachel. Cool. What is that? Where we place our attention. Yeah. What you focus on, uh, and scheduling things on your calendar is a way to focus. Uh, what are the, uh, and what, and crane, what are the techniques techniques for what? For planning, uh, number one, put a certain amount of time aside on your calendar and call it planning. Two, 
sit down and think about what you want to actually achieve that day, personally, professionally, and family or relationship-wise. Schedule your most, put your most important priority there, just one thing, just one thing. Then schedule those things in your day. Then go do it. All right, who likes pie? Is this making sense so far? Is this resonating? You learning things? What applications are you using and how? Uh, I'm for, for planning, you could use a sheet of paper. Or you could use uh, any software tool. Microsoft Outlook, it's got a to-do list. Microsoft has a program called To Do, right, that you could use to plan. You could create it in a Word document, a Google Sheet, anything. You just need some place to write it down, right? Google Google Sheets, Microsoft Word, you can use those to, to plan your day or Microsoft Office. Chelsea says, I love pie. That's my problem. Pie is not a problem. <laughs> Too much pie is a problem. <laughs> Do you need to achieve one goal? No, Gary, thank you. Do you need to achieve one goal each day? Uh, think quality, not quantity. You could spend your entire day working on one thing, and if you made progress or finished that, that could make you happy. So happiness isn't always a function of quantity. Oh, I did 10 things today. Are you happy with that? No, not really. <laughs> I wish I would have done that. Okay, that's activity. That's not productivity. Productivity is, true productivity is finding the thing that would really make you happy to make progress on or finish that day. That might just be one thing. That might just be one thing. All right. I view time as a pie. I'm working on your mindset now. So we talked about some tools. Let's go back to your mindset. I view time as a pie. Uh, no worries, Dora. Thank you. Um, and here are the rules of time pie. Stay with me in this metaphor. Number one, everybody's pie is 24 hours big. It's not like I got a 36-hour size pie and Carly's is 12 and Ann's is 14. We all have a 24-hour sized time pie. Is this making sense? Within that pie, nobody knows if they're going to get all 24 hours each day. Don't mean to sound morbid, but there were some people who went to bed last night with a plan for today and they did not wake up. So you're not guaranteed all 24 hours of time pie, but that's what you have. Here's the third rule of time pie. You can't get more pie. <laughs> I can't call Carly up and go, hey, Carly, can I borrow a couple of hours of your time pie? I seem to have run out of my... No, <laughs> you get your 24 hours. They get their 24 hours. That's it. You can't borrow pie from other people. The only thing you can do with your pie... The only thing you can do with your time pie is decide how many slices you make each day, how big they are, and who or what gets a slice. You with me? That's it. How do you divide up that 24-hour time pie, how big the slices are, one hour, two hours, 10 hours, eight hours, six hours, 30 minutes, and who or what in your life gets a slice. That's it. That's how time pie works. So let me ask you, what part of your life needs a bigger or smaller slice of time pie right now? Think about it. And if you care to, drop it in the chat box. What part of your life needs a bigger slice of time pie or a smaller one? 
Taha, you have the number one answer. Every time I ask this question, sleep. <laughs> I need a bigger slice of sleep pie. Uh, Dave says non-work time. Okay. Tiffany says me and self-care. Love that. Self-care. Thank you. Thank you. Self-care again. So I see a theme here. Self-care and planning. Okay, great. So here's the thing. You are in charge of your pie. Nobody else is in charge of your pie. You get to decide how you're going to divide that thing up and how big the slices are and who or what gets a slice. So if you say you need a little more time pie for sleep, okay, set a bedtime for yourself. Set a bedtime for yourself. If you have kids, you do it for them, right? Look how smart you are. Do it for yourself. Set a bedtime for yourself. And do your best to get to bed at that time. One hour before your bedtime, start turning things off. Computers, phones, internet, Netflix, just start turning it off. Because if you if your brain is engaged in Netflix or social media or whatever, and then you, oh, it's time to go to bed, and then you try to go to bed, your brain is just racing a mile a minute, right? So you gotta give your body and your mind, your nervous system a chance to disconnect and dial itself down. So about an hour before bedtime, start shutting stuff down. Well, you mean my house is quiet? Yeah, your house is quiet. Now again, one size does not fit all. If you got kids and dogs and cats and significant others, that may be much harder to do. I understand that. Try to get help, try to manage as best you can. But that's, that's the idea. Personal work needs a larger slice. Job, exercise, and sleep absorb most of my pie. Yeah, Susan, and then you got no pie left, right? Redivide that pie. Now, some people think they can get more time pie by multitasking. Who thinks that's a thing? Well, I'll just try and do more things at once. Anybody think multitasking is a thing? Yeah, Melissa, big no, capital letters. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. it's, it's a thing, but it's, it's a wrong thing. <laughs> it's absolutely a wrong thing. It was a great idea, right? Uh, if you're a robot or a supercomputer, <laughs> but if you're a human being, multitasking, here's how the brain research has been done on this. Clifford Nass is a, a researcher at uh, Stanford University. And what they've discovered about how the brain handles multitasking is it doesn't. When you try to do more than one thought requiring thing at a time, what we actually do is alternate rapidly between tasks. We do task switching. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, right? You're not focused on multiple things at the same time with your conscious mind, with your prefrontal cortex, right? People make fun of me when I say I don't multitask. Yeah, Minerva, let them laugh, but you know the real deal, right? No, it's not, Sonia. It's not even possible. Here's why multi trying to multitask is bad. 53% increase in errors by trying to do more things at the same time. 53% in errors on average. Why? Because you're not focusing. 15 minutes on average is how long it takes your brain to get adjusted to the new task. And then it takes you twice as long to get either any task done than if you had just done one task, finished it, and then moved on. Right? So multitasking, bad. <laughs> bad idea. Doesn't work. Now, let me, let me give you the, the crux of this. You're not managing time. I gave you 12 different things that you can manage. Let me tell you what we are all really managing. Here's the truth of time management. You are managing energy, satisfaction, and focus. 
that's what we're managing. Energy, mental, physical, emotional energy. How many of you have tried to do something important and mentally, physically, or emotionally, you just did not have the gas for that? You were too tired, you were too unfocused, you were too upset. Anybody? Try to get through your big to-do list when you were regularly, Rachel, right? That's not managing time. That's managing energy. So you got to figure out what can I do to clear my mental, physical, or emotional space, my energy. Satisfaction. What would make you happy to either start, make progress on, or get done by the end of the day? This is part of daily planning. Sit down, give yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you can do, and say, what would really make me happy to either start, make progress on, or finish by the end of the day? Pick one thing. Pick one thing. We're in this crazy dysfunctional society where it's like, oh, I've got to have you know, 15, 20, 30 things on my to-do list. That creates overwhelm. What would make you happy at the end of the day? Pick a work thing. Pick a personal thing. Pick a family or relationship or friend thing. That's how you start to reclaim balance in your life is by focusing on the things that matter to you. And lastly, focus. Okay, where are you losing focus, right? What can you do to boost your focus? Let me give you some tips in each of these. Physical, get more sleep. If you're getting less than six hours a night, not good on your brain and body. Make choices, figure it out, do the best you can. Eat better, exercise, right? Consult a physician before beginning any kind of diet or exercise program. Mental and emotional, you got to reduce stress. You gotta reduce stress. Turn off the news. Not a lot of good happening on the news right now. <laughs> There's a lot of good happening in the world. The news just never reports it, right? Turn off the news. Go on a news blackout for 24 hours. See how you feel. Meditate. Do yoga, right? Ask for help. Try not to do everything by yourself. Delegate some tasks if if you can, right? Uh, if you're if you work for an organization that has an employee assistance program. Call them and get some help and support. If you're not employed right now, there's probably a number of free resources in your community that you can uh, check out on, on uh, online uh, to get whatever uh, counseling or other uh, financial uh, or housing support that you may need. For satisfaction, again, what would make you happy to start, make progress on, or finish today? Make room in your time, make room in your schedule for that. Prioritize. Work with your manager to discuss what is the priority for today or this week. And work with your team if you have one. What's the priority for today? What do we need to, to work on today that would make us happy? This is also good for focusing, right? Um, if you have a to-do list, let me do a pop quiz here. If you have a to-do list that has 10 things on it, how many of them get to be a priority? Just drop the answer in the chat box. You have 10 things on the to-do list. How many of them get to be a priority? All right, we see one, 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 and says three max. I see one, 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 maybe two, one or two, two. Okay, we're going in the right, in the wrong direction here. One. If you said more than one, I would invite you to look up the definition of the word priority. Something which comes before everything else. There can only be one. That doesn't mean that the other things on your list aren't important. Everything on your list may be important, but only one of those can be the priority at any time. How do I figure that out? 
Ask your manager, talk with your team, or ask yourself which of these 10 things would have the biggest impact on our team, our business, our organization, our department, or our customers. Whatever has the biggest impact, that's your priority. Do that. Uh, here, here's, here's another crazy idea. Priority at work, family, social, etc. So have three buckets. What's my priority at work? What's my priority for self? What's my priority for family? What's my priority for social? And not everything has to be done in the, in the same day, right? Maybe your social thing, that's a once a week thing. Maybe your family thing, that's a, a daily thing or depending on your family situation, you know, a couple times a week or whatever. It could be daily, could be once a week, could be once a month. Work might be a daily thing, right? Here's a crazy idea, jot this down. Have a one item to-do list. You want to dial up your focus? Have a one item to-do list. What? What? It's insane. What, what I, yeah, start your day, ask yourself, what's the most important thing I need to get done today? That's your to-do list. Put it down and then go work on that. When you're done or you've made sufficient progress, start a new to-do list. What's the next most important thing? Put that on there. One item to-do list. You heard it here, folks. So think about from the tips that I just shared, what's something you can do to boost your energy, your satisfaction, or your focus. Here's the last thing I want to share with you. Since we are managing energy and not time, you got to know when you have your peak energy, you're doing great. When you have your sort of, you know, meh energy, you're okay. And when you're crashing hard. So how you figure this out is... Um, you got to map out your daily energy level. So jot this down on a sticky note or you can put it on a spreadsheet if you'd like. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, at the top of every hour, set an alarm on your phone if you have to, write down what's your energy level. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, at the top of every hour, waking hour, write down what's your energy level. High, medium, or low. High, medium, or low. If you map this out, especially on a spreadsheet, and you do a chart, you will see what your energy pattern is like for each day. And if you do it for the week, you'll see what your energy level is like each day during the week. And so you'll know your peak times and your valley times. Many of you know this now. How many of you know you're a morning person? Sometime in the morning, bam, that's just when you naturally have your best energy. Who's a morning person? Anne's a morning person. Right, Chelsea? No, well, no. <laughs> Somebody said, no, Wendy, I'm not a morning person, right? So if you're a morning person, that's your best time of day for your peak energy and productivity. Who doesn't really come alive until later on in the day? You're like an afternoon person, like a midday afternoon person. That's your peak time, right? <laughs> Where are my night owls? Where are my night owls? Right. So Minerva, you're, you got a morning pattern and then you drop and then you have an evening pattern, right? If you're a night person, your peak energy is later on in the day. So here's the strategy. Once you identify when, and many people have multiple peaks and valleys in the day, when you identify what your peak time is, what time of day that is, you block that time off on your calendar. And that is your no meeting, no communication. That is your focus time. And what do you schedule in that time? Your most important priority. Why? Because that's when you have the energy for it. 
We got to work naturally, folks, not artificially. Some of us, we go, oh, I'm not a morning person. But with enough caffeine, all things are possible. <laughs> but then what's the effect of caffeine and sugar on you? It just makes you crash harder, faster. And then we caffeinate and sugarate more. And all that does is agitate, right? So this is how the most productive people in the world do it. They identify their peak energy times and they do their most important priorities when they have the time. And when they don't, when you're down in the valleys, you know what you do down here? Maintenance stuff, phone calls, emails, uh, meetings, right? Stuff that does not require your peak energy, your managing energy. So prioritize tasks on your daily list. Get those in your calendar based on priority. Add the related time bandits like travel. If you have to travel somewhere for a meeting, I know some people are returning to the office. If you have to travel somewhere for a meeting, you got to schedule the travel time on your calendar too. If I know I have to go into San Francisco from where I live uh, and the meeting is at noon, I need to leave at six in the morning. It's almost that bad. <laughs> well, you got to get across. I got to get across two bridges. You got to find parking, right? So, yeah, you have to budget in the travel time. Otherwise, that becomes a time bandit you don't take uh, account of. All right. Uh, I got a little bit of time. Let me share one more thing. Uh, throw out your old to-do list. I already mentioned to you a new one, the one-item to-do list, right? Uh there's a book by Kevin Cruz called 15 Successful Secrets People Know About Time Management. The productivity habits of seven billionaires, 13 Olympic athletes, 29 straight-A students, and 239 entrepreneurs. So how do these highly successful people manage their time? Do you think they sit down and do a to-do list and they go A1, A2, B1, B2? No. He says to-do lists are where important tasks go to die. Here are three problems with the traditional to-do list. They don't account for time. They don't distinguish between urgent and important, and they don't, and they contribute to stress. Because you just look at all the incomplete tasks, oh, you carry them over to the next day, that adds stress. So here's what you can do instead. Time block the most important things. Identify what your priorities are. We've talked about this, right? Personal, professional, family, social. What are the most important things? Which of those are daily? Which of those are weekly? which of those are monthly. Not everything has to be done today. Think in 15 or 30 minute increments. Yeah, the name of that book is 15 Successful Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management, Kevin Cruz. Kevin Cruz, K-R-U-S-E. I make no money from the book, I just thought it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, so time block the most important things. And as I said earlier, 30 minute increments, right? <laughs> he says 15, but okay, 15 to 30 minute increments. And schedule everything, you know, schedule the most important things. Schedule the most important things. Whatever uh, would make you happy, whatever would give you satisfaction, personal, professional, social, family. So in terms of managing your day, you got your two lists. You got your inspiration list. Ooh, what would inspire me? That's a different list. Wow, my hobbies, the things that are nurturing, what would inspire me? Write those things down. Ideas, you're like, ooh, it would be cool if we did this. Okay, write those down. Write, have an inspiration list. And then there's your daily task list. 
Sometimes we don't make time for the things that inspire us in that moment. Ooh, that's a great idea, but we don't write it down. So have a space to record those things that are great ideas that are inspiring to you. And then work on your daily task list or priority list. We have a thing we talk about called the rep plan. Uh, record your major priorities for the day. Estimate how long it will take you to do those things or how much time you're willing to spend on those things. You may not be able to finish things, right? You may just be able to make progress on them. And then prioritize what's the most important thing for you. All right. Key takeaways, you can't manage time, you manage energy, satisfaction, and focus. Priority is about impact, only one thing at a time, and make time to plan your day. Pick one personal and one work goal to work on each day. So what are you going to do, folks? Which tools or strategies will you put in place? How are you going to start thinking about time and energy? And what I would invite you to do is plan your day each day for the next week. See what happens. Thank you for joining us on the Learn It podcast. We wish you well on your learning journey and see you next time.